Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here to help spread the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building better relationships with other people, but ultimately building a more harmonious and stronger connection with Mother Earth. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to Mother Earth, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can help improve the relationship with yourself to again empower yourself so you can empower your community and empower our beautiful planet. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.com. Hello and welcome to the LYF podcast. My name is Monica. I am the founder and director of the Love Yourself Foundation. You can also call us LIFE or LYF, um, but we're here to just bring some more love to the world in general and bring more awareness to, um, to self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in building stronger communities and ultimately a more conscious and harmonious relationship with earth. And today we're going to bring more focus on the power of listening and how important it is to listen to ourselves, especially when we're dealing with so much, especially now with, with all the changing aspects of society from COVID to different protests happening to getting activated about different topics. And it's really easy to forget yourself in the process. And again, just really important to listen to ourselves. So I'm not alone here today. I have my fellow teammates and friends. I have with us today is Rachel Baxter. She's our administrative assistant. We have Mimi Mikades. She is our executive assistant. And then we have Juan, who is our outreach and creative specialist, and he's also a certified alcohol and drug abuse counselor. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it over uh, to Mei Mei, give a little bit more elaboration. We're going to hear more of everybody, what, what they do specifically for LYF, and then we'll take the conversation from there. Pass it over to you, Mei Mei. Hi everyone. It's super exciting to be here today. This is my very first podcast, and it's a little nerve-wracking, but I'm excited. Um, what I do in the Love Yourself Foundation is basically help create the foundation for the foundation. So um, create a lot of documents and organize things, and I'm also like on the floor for events. Um, you'll see me running around with a clipboard or with um, just handing people things constantly, and um, I am a writer, I am a poet, I sing and songwrite. Um, if you see me just hanging out, I'm, I usually have a book in my hand. Um, and I am also a recent college graduate trying to figure out her life. So <laughs> that's going to pop up a lot. Um, I also work in a restaurant, so I do have some insight on that for what it's like um, living, um, I guess, working in the front lines for COVID. So um, I'm just excited to share 
everything that I can with you guys. And we're gonna go ahead and pass it off to the next person. That's me. <laughs> um, all right, nice to uh, be have you guys as an audience. My name is Rachel. Um, I am an admin assistant for the Love Yourself Foundation, which basically means I try to make everyone's job easier and more streamlined. Um, definitely May's, so that uh, her workload is a little more efficiently distributed, and I help with team developing ideas, brainstorming, things like that. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything, and that reflects in my life, too. I also do a little bit of everything. Um, I uh, am currently displaced from Las Vegas, and I have moved to Florida but I am still um, connected to the community in Las Vegas because it will always be home to me. And so I will continue to work for the Love Yourself Foundation in whatever ways I can give, even if some days that's just with my energy. Um, I, I am always, always um, thinking with the Vegas community in mind. And I am just really excited to talk and listen. And I feel like this is a, a really needed thing is just extensive dialogue on our community and ourselves and just to focus on both the big and little pictures in our world because sometimes we can get stuck in one of those frames and it can get real scary out there especially with how things are right now um, so we're here to bring it all together and and know that we can look at one and look at the other at the same time so I'll pass it off to Juan. Hello, well, my name is Juan. Uh, so I kind of, very similar, I do a lot of things in the Love Yourself Foundation. Um, when we were having events, I did a lot of community art. You know, I basically would create space for people to be big kids, because I'm also a giant kid. <laughs> and, um, Aside from that, I'm, I've been helping a lot, out a lot lately with uh, posting certain content, you know, just depending on what needs to be written. Um, I'm starting to help out with the admin team. And, you know, in my everyday life, I work primarily with the homeless. Uh, I work in mental health field and I am an artist as well. I'm really just all about doing activities that are about healing and just helping people, you know, make some personal growth and you know i'm just here to offer my insight thank you awesome we're so grateful to have these guys with me today and they all do so much and so always super grateful just to again see the whole team how we come together and and just how wonderful it's been just to see how adaptive we've been able to be, um, even with the challenges of not being able to have events, which was exactly what we did mostly. So now it's uh, during these times of COVID, it's really allowing us to uh, branch out in other ways that's only going to help us in the future. So super grateful for that. Um, so now to bring it back to today's topic of listening, the power, the power of listening and to uh, the power of listening to yourself. Um, our first, the first question I'd love us to ponder on is, in this time that it's quite unknown, what are some practices that 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 we're doing um, to listen to ourselves and to stay grounded? 
Um, some things that I've, I've continued to do personally has been um, keeping up with my yoga practice. Um, that's been something that's definitely helped me stay grounded and, and meditate just the power, the power of meditation and just anytime I have an opportunity to just to be immersed in nature, the nature has been extremely healing for me during this time, just to observe just that um, things could be going a million miles an hour in like the human world. But when we come back to nature, every still, everything is still there and functioning, you know, the bees are still doing their work every day. Um, so I would say for me personally, nature has been uh, a big, big help. Yeah. What else? What What do you guys? What has What's helped you guys? Uh, personally, for myself, uh, you know, having really healthy routines, you know, having a routine from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you know, I personally think that helps me, you know, stay grounded. I like to water my plants in the morning, even when I when I come from home from work. First thing I do is usually water my plants. So it's just like taking that time to do something so simple, but yet so therapeutic. You know, mm -hmm. it's having those little tiny healthy things that you do throughout your day that I really feel like keep you grounded. And, you know, definitely having a daily meditation practice helps, I would say. And then um, also just practicing gratitude, you know, knowing mm -hmm. when to be thankful and knowing when, you know, you just need to reflect on the things that you have, you know, instead of the things you don't. Mm-hmm. No, gratitude is huge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you should add a resident gardener for LYF to your uh, your bio because you've just grown so many things during quarantine. It is, it's been great, but now I think we need to incorporate that somehow. Absolutely. We could start a community garden. <laughs> I would love to help spearhead that. That would be great. <laughs> I love <laughs> start growing food for the community. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. I love the videos that you've been sharing online with all of your plants. Thank you for giving me cactus advice because now it's actually growing because my, my cactus was dying. Um, and Juan is definitely someone who helped me save it. Um, and your pigeons give me life. <laughs> They're so sweet and so cute. Um, just, just trying to, rescue some animals that's all Aww. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what about you guys what about you Mei Mei? what is what have you been doing to help yourself um I recently went back to therapy oh that's, that's great yeah that's something mm -hmm. that I really needed I haven't um I think I just really needed like a break to to process this past year um especially like recently graduating and everything I, d I did fall into like a little bit of a pit for that so like listening to myself like actually realizing like this is something that I need um it doesn't mean that I'm not healing it means that like I'm taking another step forward even though like I went um a little downhill for a while like healing isn't linear and I've been journaling a lot um that's that's been helping so much because being able to put all your thoughts on paper and not being judgmental to yourself um, and just like putting it all out there. It's just for you. You're the only one who's going to read it. And that's really comforting for me. Also been plant 
plants, plants. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a theme. And I think that's great. When everyone's isolated, everyone became plant parents. And I feel like that's something that people focused on. And I, I really love that, that that's a trend. I mean, I don't think it's a bad trend. <laughs> Not at all. It's, fun. I, it's mm -hmm. funny because going to the, you know, to like Lowe's or like a Home Depot, you know, <laughs> That was like the first time ever where I went and they're like, I was like, oh, they're out of dirt? Like, this is crazy. Like, people are actually going out and like buying all the seed pods and everything. And it's just like mm -hmm. quite crazy. Like, everyone's a gardener now, which is great. And apparently there's a big spike in people growing their own food, which is really awesome. Yeah, no, that's what I, I love that. And um, I don't know if I shared this the last time. I spent my quarantine at a farm too so i yeah there's it's been it shows like there's a huge call to nature and i think it's beautiful and i think you know amidst the chaos we're being called to get be more connected with earth which is a it's a great positive sign yeah i think it, it also um has been giving a lot of people like it has a, a, so many benefits like gardening. This is like there's science behind it too. the benefits of gardening and doing things with your hands that create productive change um, that can be like tangible and immediate um, are, is really just so beneficial to you because then you feel empowered. Then you feel more self-sufficient. Um, I'm sure May felt great when she was reviving her cactus, like the things like that feels like it's reviving a part of your soul because you are connected to nature in such a fundamental um, and like transcendental way. It's beyond just those cells that you're watering. It's like you're, you're tending to life and you're tending to your own life in, in return. So yeah, I think it's a, a wonderful return, especially because it looks like community gardening may be the way of a sustainable future. And I'm always for that. Um, I have a, a couple friends who went to school for um, food systems majoring. And that's like, basically, how can we make the world a sustainable place? How can we make it? How can we heal the earth instead of taking from it? How do we do that? And the answer is pretty much always in community um, and in doing things yourself. So it's been really good. I have also seen that um, I, when I'm taking care of my animals, I also feel similar. Um, we have two rats and two dogs and they are like our little children and we, we really tend to them so diligently. Like they're, they're definitely our little family members and, um, just getting to go outside and tend to their needs and even spending more time with them. I'm sure those of you that have animals understand Juan and his pigeons definitely gets it, but you're so tied. They're so tied to their needs that you are almost reminded of how much you are too. Like you need a certain amount of water. You need a certain amount of food. You need to sleep. Like they sleep all day. And then I wonder, you know, they're, they have so much energy after they do that. And I, I get a little bit more mindful of how, the things I do contribute directly to my health and wellness. And it makes me want to take a little bit better care of myself, even if it's just to take better care of them and go on more walks with them or wake up earlier with them. So that's been really just an interesting point of mindfulness. Cause I think sometimes we can get lost in um, a routine if we take it for granted, instead of going about it mindfully and really being grateful for every portion of that 
Um, I've also been finding that the tactile arts have been really, really um, beneficial for me in quarantine. Physical exercise has been good. Like I like to run, I like to lift heavy things. Um, I was a bodybuilder or I still am, but I'm not competing right now. Um, so it's just interesting to see how my body changes in quarantine, how my body changes without access to a gym, how I can, um, how I can change it and strengthen it in this time. And then painting, drawing, writing, all of those things that I can do directly with my hands and generate a finished product have just been so, so good for me right now. Like it, it feels so much better. I used to type out poems on my phone. Now I make sure to write them down and it has made all the difference just because I think I need to, to listen to my body a little bit more right now. No, I love that. And, um, no, it, it feels again, like as, as difficult as this time has been, um, it feels like so many conversations I've had even beyond like within the love yourself foundation, a lot, we've all just gotten deeper into what we want and what we need and how can we get, take better care of ourselves. And, and it's made us more conscious of, of like, how does nutrition work or what, what's actually good for my immune system. So there's definitely been a lot of blessings amidst, amidst the difficulty. And I'm, again, I'm so proud of everyone's growth and it always just empowers me too, you know, to keep, keep at it. And I would say too, like my writing, cause I've always written and um, I've, I've been writing so much more too and not missing a day either, which is okay if you do sometimes, but I've been pretty good about it too. So it's made me, very happy and excited to see myself um, really devoting time to that. That that's always been such a great way of therapy for me too. So, but so let's get into our next question. So, what are some challenges that you have experienced ever since COVID started that have made it difficult to listen to yourself sometimes? Who has who would like to start? Does anyone have anything to start with? You know, it's funny because I, I think of for this one i thought of maymay when i was writing this down because i remember she had mentioned this and i was just like it's so true but like the like something that messed with me was like the feeling of you know you have to be productive you have to be productive you have to be making your own business you have to be you know trying to be a millionaire and it's just like i need to take care of myself <laughs> that's what i need yeah. to do and uh you know and um it was just like getting used to the idea of it's okay to not do anything it's okay to just like take some time to rest and i feel like all the messages around me kept saying, Hey, you need some rest, just chill, just relax. You need to like, you know, take a breather and mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to be working at a hundred miles per hour all the time. It's okay to just relax and take a step back and breathe. And so, you know, uh, I was definitely struggling at one point with the idea of having to do too much. And I felt like that was making me not listen to myself because then I get anxious. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like when you're anxious, you're not always listening to what you need at that moment. And so you know, let's take a step back, breathing, like, okay, I need to relax. I need to rest. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the rest yeah. is just, it flows. It goes well. Exactly. That it's was been, my experience. <laughs> yeah. It's like been a forceful way to just get in the flow for sure. Yeah. Maybe would you like to add? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The fact that our, 
like, I feel like American culture, I don't, I'm, I don't know, I'm just spitballing, but like, it's just so workaholic based. Mm-hmm. We're always focused on that end product. We work these like nine to fives, like um, over time, like just the, the thought of taking a break is like, whoa, like you're going to have to take some sick days. Oh my God. You're going to have to like call, mm-hmm. um, take some vacation time. Um, it's like, it's all quantified. And it sucks because it's just like, why can't you just, um, why can't you just chill? Like, why isn't it mm-hmm. um, a normal thing? I think that one of the the dangers of when when COVID started, um, so we were so afraid that like the restaurant was going to shut down, um, and it would. I, I was one of the people who just kept on working. Like I did, I didn't stop. Um, I was just working to goes and it was such a mess at the beginning. And that really, really, um, Mm. set off that, um, like needing to be productive, needing to help out, like Mm -hmm. contribute to society during this pause. Um, because there are people that we had, a line out the door like it was so hard to do like social distancing at some point like we had to push everyone to their cars like everyone had to wait in their car um and I think that that part of it like having to work at the very beginning like set the tone for the rest of the quarantine because I'm like damn like everyone's inside (laughs) and Mm -hmm. everyone yeah and everyone's like working from home and um and it's, it was just so interesting, like seeing it from that side, because, um, but because you don't get a break. In fact, like I worked more during this quarantine than I like had before. It was, it was, we were um, figuring out the policies. We, I had laryngitis for like a few weeks because of the mask and having to um, like yell mm-hmm. talk at people because they were just so like because no you couldn't hear anything um it was just so mm-hmm. hard and especially at the beginning when um people didn't know what masks to use like they were just using whatever they had um so taking a break and realizing that you need a break is just really hard when like you're really just trying to put food on the table mm-hmm. um and you like i um and I just wanted to like help at at home because like my parents were afraid, but um, luckily like we we were, I was grateful enough and like, um, well I am grateful and was lucky enough that uh, we didn't like lose our jobs. So yeah, it's been it's been a lot. Like financially, mm-hmm. I think that that was the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Mimi. I know. It was a big challenge at the beginning, and um, so thank you, you know, thank you for all that you did, you did, you know, and at least, at least what's good about it now is, like, I feel like it's been, we're all kind of now used to it, you know, like, this is, like, the COVID area. It's not going to last forever, but, you know, at least now we're definitely more prepared than we were when it started, you know, because obviously no one expected this, so, but, but yeah, thanks, Mimi, for everything. <laughs> yeah and I'm we're really glad that you're healthy and that your throat Mm -hmm. is better because oh my god like I I'm so glad that you didn't have to worry financially but the fact that you still had to work and be like 
putting your health at risk is just so frustrating. The fact that mm-hmm. that they care more about, you know, service than people's health was really frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that it is like, it's okay for you. Um, we really just are, are so lucky to have very few people in the community of LYF that have been like directly affected or, or um, no one in our like immediate circle has, has had too bad of a time. Um, I think that the, the biggest challenge I've experienced has been, um, feeling selfish for self-care, um, feeling like taking time for myself is taking time away from things I could be doing, energy I could be putting into the community. Um, that has mostly just been an issue of perspective for me. Um, I think at this time when people are politicizing things like our health. Um, it is a radical act to be like commun- like participating in self-care and, and acting with your own interest in mind. Um, there's, there's just a lot of, of important stuff around taking care of yourself at a time and in a nation where you're commodified and you just stand and say, I'm not going, I'm not going to do anything that is directly capitalistically productive right now. I'm going to take care of myself and that will nurture me enough that I can help my community. Um, I see that in a lot of different people every day. And I think that it's one of the bravest things that they can do is just take care of themselves instead of taking care of the state. So it's difficult, but I think it is very, very important work to do. Absolutely. It's almost like we've had a reclaim that we're human, that we're a, a living being, you know, that we we're not machines. Um, so it definitely is, it's, it's helping see where our priorities really are and how do we want to continue to be as a nation. And, and, um, and yeah, you know, for me early on, right at the start, um, I, I really had to sit with anxiety again and depression it could snuck in you know when when the when the lockdowns first started and um i luckily you know i've had these practices that have helped me for a long time and, and i too go to therapy every now and then and so i immediately went back to my therapist and and then i had the uh, the opportunity to go and work at my friend's farm um which is just on the outskirts of Las Vegas. And, but I had like an internal dilemma because I was like, goodness, if that means I'm going to leave my family, you know? And, um, and so it was a hard decision, but my, my inner self is like, Monica, no, you have to go to the, you have to go to the farm if you want to feel sane, it's going to be good for you. And like what you were saying earlier, Rachel, just working with my hands and immediately like that first week I was at the farm, I saw incredible um transformation myself where i was finally feeling calm and grounded so um that is interesting too which kind of leads into like the next question perfectly how like some of us that might be more empathic um it's sometimes difficult for us to remember ourselves in the process that hey like and my therapists have said this to me they've said you know, Monica, by you taking care of yourself, the byproduct is that you get to help other people because if you're not well, clearly you can't pour from an empty cup. So, um, so to our question now is with the political climate, 
that truly is challenging right now in the United States. Um, a lot of us have felt emotional or empathic fatigue at some time. So what are some ways that you have helped yourself to disconnect from all the noise and to connect again deep, deeper within yourself to understand what's happening out there and at the same time taking care of yourself? So it's funny because like, you know, the theme, it seems like the theme has been tending to your garden. I feel like across the board, that has definitely been the theme. But uh, so for me, it's been, you know, tending to my garden, my literal garden <laughs> and my spiritual garden. And then as well as, you know, just uh, taking care of myself, like, you know, reflecting back on like what Rachel was saying, you know, like, it's okay to be a little selfish, you know, it's okay to do the things that are making you a better person that are helping you grow. And I think like diet and exercise are two very important things that we all take for granted. I know that I've definitely neglected those in the past and this time has allowed me to really, you know, reshape all of that into something that's, you know, fits into my routine and it's, you know, it's just a daily habit. And I really feel that, you know, being outside is very important. And, um, also, too, you know, something I've done is, you know, don't always look into the news. You know, I feel like the news is something that sets us off. It's a really big trigger. And so it causes a lot of anxiety. It causes us to really disconnect from ourselves sometimes because we get so caught up in the world. And I feel like, yes, it's healthy to be up to date on current events. But at the same time, too, it could be very unhealthy to be too plugged in. You know, we have to really, you know, detach ourselves sometimes. And we really have to just take the time to, you know, really reconnect to ourselves. And then, you know, the other thing I feel like that's really been helping me connect more to myself is actually, you know, speaking to friends and connecting with friends. And like, you know, I've gone on some bike rides with some friends and, you know, just being able to have like good conversations and like process, you know, how the world's been or what we're doing to grow and what we're doing to really just, you know, become better people. And I feel like that connection is very important. You know, we need human connection. That's one of the most vital parts to our growth, I feel like. I, th I think the what made it that this question's like kind of hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's, well, first I, I want to address like um, when you're doing these things when you're connected to the media you feel like you're I think it's like that productivity thing too it's like how, how much are you contributing to society um, like if my like if my friend is in like financial burden right now like what can I do or like um, if my friends are f going to protests and they need to like vent to me like what can I do like what can I do but um, I think that like something that Monica and I did talk about um, what um, earlier, like, a, like I think a week ago or something like that, but um, the fact that when you have so much to give and like you want to give so much and then um, like if you don't focus on yourself or at least you don't give time to yourself, like you're not going to be able to have any energy to give like it's an energy exchange what when you scroll down your feed and like you're signing petitions um when you're researching about um who you're going to vote for and and whatnot like you are putting your energy into that and 
Um, every single time that you see a post that, um, honestly, it's just, it, some of these stories are just so, so heartbreaking. And it, and when you try to put yourself into that situation, you're like setting off signals in your brain and you're, um, you're, I don't know. Sorry. I kind of went off a tangent, but, um, basically what I'm saying is that you choose what to put your energy into. You choose what energy you want to flow into you. And if, all of that is going out, then you're not going to be able to, um, cause like sometimes when I look at that stuff or like sometimes when like I go on my Instagram binge, I don't eat, <laughs> like you mm. forget to drink water. Um, mm. some, sometimes like I get so anxious about like the things that are going on in the world that I can't sleep mm-hmm. and like how are you going to contribute or like, how are you going to do the things that make the world better if you, if you're not giving any energy to yourself? (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, basically, um, what I do is I try to stay off my phone. Like I give myself at least like an hour. I've, um, I've downloaded this app that like, um, closes out my my apps an app to close out apps <laughs> but, um to like focus on like oh like if I want to read like comics or if I mm-hmm. just want to like focus on um like apps for to help my plants or stuff like that so um you can pick and choose and it's not a bad thing um you're not a bad person if you choose to step away for a second it just means that you need to recharge exactly that's so good i'm so happy you touched upon that what about you rachel yeah i um i really agree with um with may's points and i've i've noticed um i studied psychology so i've been reading about some phenomena that happen with trauma um it has since the Trump administration, honestly, uh, there's no way to sugarcoat that, but there has been a like significant drastic rise in post-traumatic stress in people who have not even experienced a single trauma because existing in an environment that is actively working to dehumanize you and to disenfranchise you is enough of a trauma that it has long lasting effects and often very detrimental ones so this is um Mm. in the past month i think there's or yeah past couple months there's been a rise in that as well and it's important that um a lot of people are tired and sometimes we can criticize that and say like oh someone else has been working at this for their whole lives or they can't escape it or something um Mm. but it's it's important to acknowledge that and say yes like like we see you and we acknowledge you and we wish you didn't have to constantly fight. Um, but it's also important to acknowledge that we are going through a collective trauma. Um, we are all experiencing trauma. The world is sick. Um, there's, there's no Mm -hmm. other way to put that. And our, as humans, even if we try to be selfish or if some people tend to be more selfish, um, our health depends on the collective health and there's really mm-hmm. no way to 
to separate from that. We will always depend on other people. Um, and I think that that's important. And I just want to like close that part off with a quote by Audre Lorde, who's one of my favorite poets. And she says that self in, uh, caring for herself is not indulgence. It is self-preservation and that's an mm -hmm. act of political warfare. So mm -hmm. I just, I just want to radicalize kind of every part of caring of community work of self care of, of any actions that go against a a system that is designed to disenfranchise people um that's just really where we need to move towards absolutely it's i'm really grateful that you brought those points because even me personally i was reflecting on this today um at end of 2016 that's when my almost like year-long depression started and uh it worsened you know when trump won and I got even deeper in it. And, uh, but great, thankfully though, all that time, I realized how much power um, I had been giving to political figures. And of course, like what you were saying too, Juan, um, it's very important to stay current with what's happening in the world, but it made me wonder like, what if this is exactly what they want to disempower us by, you know, bombarding us. And, and I remember reading about this term back then. It was like, uh, uh, I forget it was, paralysis of some sort like they want to paralyze us so much to think us that we can't do anything about it and thankfully that exploration was what really made me aware of like the power is to empower ourselves be well and help others be empowered in the process so um and at that and that and that you know everything that we're talking about and then in turn by us being well then we can continue to help other people and help the causes that we care about so um so yeah you know it's a it's a very interesting time that we're in and uh which kind of leads with this next question is you know for me personally you know i've i've been an activist pretty much my whole life and um since i was a young child and i i find myself sometimes wondering like if i'm doing enough you know and which is why i went through all the mental health uh, the mental health journey that i went on and now really honoring the flow and honoring that we do need rest you know we can't always be on you know if we're tired we have to rest and we just kind of getting in the rhythm of nature um you know nature isn't always delivering look at winter it's a huge time of hibernation you know so um so with that thought process in mind it's it's made me more aware of if we want to be more effective let's get in the flow and a question that came to my mind today um is what is inspired action and and really how does that how does that differ from any other like normal action so to speak um and for me, I guess it's that flow state of like honoring when when you feel in the flow and and being in, in line with yourself. Like when you're when you actually feel like, hey, like I'm I'm really feeling really good about myself right now and and in general and I feel inspired right now and, and I feel creative and this is the time, you know, to deliver and just becoming more aware of of those cycles within myself. Um, but what about, what about you guys? Like, what did that question make you guys think? Or, yeah, what thoughts come to mind? 
So, uh, <laughs> kind of funny, but I, I put that real recognizes real. <laughs> I don't know why, but I wrote that down. Well, I know why, but so basically what I was saying was, you know, I feel like inspired action in a sense is, you know, recognizing that people are making waves right now and that we can be a part of those waves or that we can actually make our own waves. And I feel like mm -hmm. that is a lot different because right now what's going on is people are feeling empowered in the sense, you know, so people are, are feeling empowered, but at the same time, because of that, you know, there's a flip side where it's empowering people to want to, you know, voice their opinions and really go out there and, you know, make waves. And I see, and I think that seeing people make these waves really inspires other people and it's just a, you know, it's chain reaction. And I feel like for me, when I thought of, you know, inspired action, that's what I was thinking was, you know, people are seeing others, you know, really do these big movements. And we're realizing now that, you know, we can be a part of change, real change. And, you know, I think that's a very beautiful thing. And that's really what came to mind when I, when I saw inspired action. I love that. What about you ladies? What did that question make you guys think? Yeah, I really like that um, real, recognizes real I think I think that's like um, that's very similar to how I've been seeing it um, I when I think of inspired action I honestly think of like my club in college um, UCSB Poets Club I know I don't shut up about it but it, it was great it's just like this whole collective where you feel like you can write and share about anything that has ever happened to you or anything that you believe in um, like we used to stand on tables and write poems that we literally just wrote just like within the um, 30 minutes. And when I think of inspired action, I think of like what inspired me to start writing, what inspired me to start advocating for other writers and create spaces for them. Um, it's to make sure that others don't feel alone. Because when I started writing, um, it was definitely something that like closed books underneath my mattress, underneath my pillow, like my parents could not read anything that I was writing. Like I did feel really alone growing up, like um, lived in a very sheltered household. So when I think about it, I think about like um, shouting your truth or like writing your truth or creating something like the love yourself foundation so that people who are in the spot that you were in or people who felt the way that you did because honestly some of the things that um people feel it's just awful like it's heartbreaking and like it just makes me want to help by showing them that they're not the only ones going through that I think that that's what inspired action to me is. I love that. Um, I feel that as a as a writer, um, also and also as someone who's felt very alone in their art at times, um, that really resonates. <laughs> like I, I definitely feel you, um, and I, I kind of did the same thing um, with my the organization that I co-headed. For, for writing, um, I helped organize a 10 schools uh, like board. It was 10 different prep schools and they all had um, like a convention that would um, take Afro-Latino students 
um, and give them a workshop sponsored by like a big poetry group from New York City that they wouldn't have had the opportunity to get to otherwise. And getting to hear about the stories that even got shared and just the fact that sharing a story made all the difference um, really showed the power of words and like that they can unite and not be something solitary, something that has to process an emotion that you feel other people might not understand. Um, taking that chance to reach out and tell that story and be understood and be vulnerable really makes so much difference. Um, and I think currently I'm, I'm noticing people in my social network and I'm kind of, uh, I guess now that I have the words inspired action to put it to, I get to, I get to see whose action is inspired and who isn't because I see a general trend of returning from the political posts to like more normal everyday posts and kind of just a lot of more back to the the self again um but i see some people do it in a sense that's like all right we're done being political now back to normal and then i see other people um and i've tried to also do this myself but i see people who do both at the same time who will post something like post a picture of their dog post a picture of their cats or whatever and then other and then we'll continue to share petitions and stories and awareness and I think that that is so important to have that balance because now the political action is just another bone in their body and the art they do is another bone. Um, to have it written into our structure of our everyday life is something that I have been wanting to see for so long. Um, like I was in high school, I was kind of a hot headed like activist and I got written off a lot of the time. Um, I got not taken seriously because I was just the activist. And I think that that was, I didn't care about it because I did think it was important to my identity, but ultimately it, it pigeonholed me because other people could just write me off and I would only remain in circles that were already accepting of me. But now that we have kind of normalized political action and political discourse, um, I think that that is somehow a very important threshold in a way I'm probably not educated enough to understand, but it is a very important threshold for creating change and normalizing, um, normalizing questioning systems normalizing questioning the way we've done things all the time learning to listen to people learning to watch other people's stories without the intent of just clicking through um learning to to see other people as resources and connections to form um in order to create the change we want is is just a really special thing i've been seeing on my feed and and i hope that's that's the same for you guys too No, absolutely. And, um, and I, you know, as, as sad and as scary as it's been at some moments, um, I do have to say that it's refreshing, you know, to just see how activated really the country is right now. Um, and the fact that because of COVID, there is more time to pay attention to these things that have always been there, right? But the fact that people have less distractions right now allows people to pay more attention and to, to be like, oh my goodness, like what is happening and this isn't right. Um, and so, you know, if anything, 
sometimes I, because I, I was like you too, Rachel. Like I was like that hot-headed activist back in the day. But now, you know, like I, it's, I just feel so strongly, um, you know, the message that we're putting forth with like, it really starts with you that if you're not well, and a lot of times, you know, that's what happened to me. I, I gave so much of myself um, to my work and it, and it was part of the reason why I ended up like having a panic attacks and anxiety and depression, you know, like, and I, during that time, like I realized that I had been not taking care of me, you know, I hadn't, and I, I definitely eat so much better now than I did back then. And so much more aware of what, what I need. And it's not selfish, you know, it's really and like what we've all been saying, like it's, it's, uh, and it, and it, and it could be classified as selfish, but it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Cause if you're not well, then again, how are you going to continue to give to other people? And again, to the causes that, that you care most deeply about. So, um, so for anybody out there, you know, that might be feeling powerless or, you know, maybe you're feeling sad or depressed or dealing with anxiety for the first time, like, let us be that voice of reason to take care of yourself, heal yourself. It's okay to heal. It's imperative for you to heal because we're healing all of us. We're all healing together right now. And in order for humanity to continue forward, we have to pay attention to these issues and uh, we have to strengthen ourselves and, and it's okay to slow down and it's okay to, again, catch up on what you need. So those are all the questions I have. Do you guys have any closing thoughts or closing, yeah, closing comments that you would like to ask? Uh, I, I, nothing that I don't need to ask, but, you know, I, you know, would like to encourage people to really take care of themselves and to, you know, understand, like maybe was saying earlier that, you know, healing isn't a linear process. There's to be times where, you know, you're feeling really down, three times when you're feeling really up. And I think it's learning how to enjoy the peace in between the highs and the lows. You know, it's just learning to understand that this is life. Some things are going to be thrown at you, but it's okay can't let them you know topple you over you just let it add to the growth you know and i know right now we're dealing with a lot of changing times and we're dealing with a lot of what seems like chaos sometimes and you know it's a lot of stuff that just throws us off but you know just like i said earlier you know practice really healthy routines things that are going to keep you nice and centered you know this way you can approach those things from a neutral standpoint and you can be better equipped to handle them and I feel like that's what a lot of us need. We need a lot more balance in our lives. So that way, when we come across these very, you know, negative encounters, then we were able to just, you know, navigate through them and survive and grow and, and be better. Thrive. <laughs> yes. I just want to let people know that you don't necessarily have to be out on the streets in order to be an activist. You can start with your family. You can start with friends who say some really problematic things sometimes. Like, <laughs> um, like you, it's, it's possible to start from like a really ground level. I mean, I fought against my dad 
growing up all the time. Like I was a very quiet activist. I would say that I was a lot more gentle, but um, I, de I definitely fought with my dad and I, we were definitely hotheads because he's super, super conservative. I am super liberal. He's in the military. He is um, like Asian. <laughs> so it's, um, but we talk about politics and it's hard sometimes and we fight and like I'm on the phone telling him that defund the police isn't like what he thinks it is or um, or like when he talks about looters and then he talks about his PTSD from wars like it's it's eye-opening to talk to people who won't necessarily disagree with you I mean agree with you won't necessarily agree with you um, so just know that you can start with small conversations. You can start with talking to your friends, talking to your parents. Um, opening that dialogue is what's gonna help other people in the long run because um, it's, a, it's a butterfly effect. And just remember to eat, sleep, drink lots of water. I live in Vegas. It's like 115 outside. <laughs> um, just take care of yourselves. Um, talk to your friends about the things that are going on. I think that that's been really helping me journal about it. You don't, if you think that like the things that you're worried about, you don't want anyone to see, just write about it. Wet the paper, throw it away. <laughs> things like that. Like there, there are so many things that you can do for yourself and just start there start start with some self-love i think that that's gonna help yes i could not have said that better myself too um i i also think a good thing to do at this time is we're obviously still knee deep in covid with not really a clear end in sight so what i would say to do um whether or not things reopen and people are out like whether or not you feel like you can be out whether you feel safer you know at home still is reach out to people even if you're not going to see people build your community and build your support system up because that saves lives um it it will keep you connected it will help you form a community when you don't know when the next time you'll see someone is, you can just reach out to them. That's the beauty of technology. Um, I'm all the way in Florida and I still have such a strong tie to everyone in Vegas because I reach out and I keep my support system strong. Um, I've gotten back into snail mail, so write snail mail to support the post office. Um, just, just stay connected because you are part of a, a human collective. You are part of, you're just one of so many millions and billions of cells. And if you are isolated from yourselves, you will, you will, your health will suffer. So keep, keep with other people, keep connected and, and keep active. Beautiful. Thank you guys. And um, I feel like y'all said it all so well. Um, yeah, stay connected, stay loving, stay gentle with yourself uh, no matter what you're going through and um, just know that this too shall pass and the beautiful thing about this is literally the whole world is dealing with covid and um, so we really all we this is a beautiful time to unite not only nationally but internationally too 
Um, a lot of meetups are happening and there's people, a meetup that we do, um, what's called uh, Lots of Love Mondays. Uh, we do this with another group called Lots of Love Club and it's the first Monday of every month. And we've had people from Canada tune in. We've had people from Morocco. So it's so cool to realize like we're all on this together. So, but yeah, well, thank you all for joining me. Thank you for, to everyone listening. Um, if you don't already follow us, be sure to do it. Um, our handle is the LY Foundation on Instagram, Facebook, and you can find our website at the LYfoundation.com. Thank you all.